0: Hi, I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to That's Life, I Swear. About two months ago, I was watching TV and watching Liz Cheney concede her loss to her opponent in the state's U.S. Representative Republican primary. The defeat for Liz Cheney was more than a refusal of values and a reshaping of the GOP. For me, I felt I was watching voters who still had this knucklehead denial of reality. Let's jump into this. Now throw me some rope here because I really got to get this off my chest. So bear with me. To those thick-headed deniers of reality that bear relations to Trump and Magellan, please follow the bouncing ball here for a moment. Mr. Trump lost in a fair and non-rigged election. Donald has been lying, scheming, and denying the truth that is hard for him to swallow. Back on January 6th of 2021, Trump went so far as to sacrifice the security and the stability of the United States on the altar of his infinite ego. Now, I had to sit here and wonder, what would have happened had he succeeded? And from watching the evidence unfold on the January 6th committee, he came pretty close. Knowing he's still out there a free man, Getting his presidential retirement, secret service protection, fundraising, and more? Can someone explain that one to me? As I watched Liz Cheney deliver her concession speech that night, I couldn't help but think what the GOP once was. Names such as Abraham Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Ronald Reagan, John McCain, and others. As the midterm elections across the board unfold, it became clear that Liz Cheney and other Republicans who believe in the Constitution are going their separate ways. I mean, the GOP is slowly shredding its grand old party veneer and moving towards nationalism and populist activists empowered by Trump. What's really frightening, these guys are not going away. Now, when Liz Cheney was elected to the House of Representatives, she took an oath to the Constitution and not to Trump. For her to have done otherwise would have required her to go along with Trump's lies. She sees him for what he is and wants no part of it. I applaud her for that. Now, with Liz Cheney being part of the January 6th committee, many Republicans felt she had an ax to grind. I find that hard to believe. During Trump's time in office, the report shows that Cheney Voted in line with him, 93% of the time. That doesn't sound like someone who had selfish reasons. I mean, for some reason, Republicans of late just can't do simple math. Now, for too long, Trump has escaped what should have been the end of his presidency. I mean, two impeachments. Two. Fighting legal cases in New York, Georgia, the January 6th committee. And now being caught red-handed with government documents stored in a closet at his Mar-a-Lago country club, secured with nothing but a typical hardware store lock. Now, many of these documents were classified. Some 40-plus folders were empty. 16 folders marked secret, and 17 marked top secret. Worse yet, they found documents revealing a foreign nation's nuclear capabilities. Well, why worry? What the hell could go wrong? Now, for Liz Cheney, as she was watching the primary results come in that evening, she knew the deck was stacked against her. The Republican Party she deals with today, these guys have gone off the cliff. It's a party that's invented a new way to win with conspiracy thinking, theories, or just a gut feeling their loss was rigged. The GOP doesn't stop to think of the road they're going down today. I mean, these guys have become a party of high emotions. Revenge. In short, they've lost their damn minds. As Liz Cheney and members of the January 6th committee presented their facts behind what took place with the assault on the U.S. Capitol, you would have thought this would be a turning point for Republicans and their idiotic loyalty to Trump. Well, you can pray, but it didn't work. Instead, it only enhanced the division in this country. As we can see in other primary elections, those who opposed Trump and stood with their principles and convictions are the ones who have suffered in not winning their primary. Ms. Cheney was crystal clear when she said she was willing to lose her House seat rather than fall under Trump's grip. Looking at Cheney's defeat, seeing the potential Trump-endorsed candidates running for public office this coming November, I no longer see a Republican Party that once was. I mean, today to be a Republican means being loyal to your tribe, whatever Trump says it is, regardless of any and all of its absurdities. The former president's most ardent fans fail to grasp the depths of his unpopularity. Some seem to live in this fantasy island, still believing Trump won the 2020 election in a landslide. Many Republicans who should know better continue to indulge these delusions to the detriment of their party. And yes, to the country. Should you even show a hint of doubting the big lie deniers, they slam you for not staying obedient to the Don, whom they say is their rightful leader, now in exile in Magellan. I mean to show you just how far the Republican Party has fallen victim to Trump's lunacy. They went so far as to invite Hungary's autocratic leader, Viktor Orban, to a CPAC event in Dallas, Texas recently to deliver the kickoff address. Now, in his speech, Victor called for the U.S. conservatives to join his cultural war. Unbelievable. I ought to mention that on his way to Dallas, Mr. Orban made a stopover to visit Trump at his golf course in New Jersey. Hmm. I wonder if Trump shared any of those classified documents. Enough of my whining. Let's get back to Liz Cheney. Her loss for re-election was very decisive. But you know what? She didn't lose. Unlike her other Republican colleagues, she took a different road than those who are just too afraid of the dawn won't go. That road is named truth. Rather than capitulate to Trump's underworld of deceit and lies, she held her ground. And she won in so many ways, and so did our country. One way of looking at her defeat is that one cannot question the accuracy regarding her convictions on Trump and her party's allegiance to him on the danger he poses to the future of American democracy. In an interview a few days later after the election, Liz Cheney said she was going to be concentrating on working to ensure that election deniers are stopped in their tracks from getting into state government positions such as governors, the U.S. Senate, state Secretary of State, state election commissioners, and others. When asked who else she might see as other targets to focus on, the list included Senators Ted Cruz of Texas, oh, he's a good one, and Josh Hawley of Missouri, as well as the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. You go, girl. As Cheney closed out her concession speech, she said words that hinted she wasn't done. She expressed that while the primary election was over, the real work begins. She went on to say, and I quote, I will do whatever it takes to ensure Donald Trump is never again anywhere near the Oval Office, end quote. Well, call me crazy, but that sounds like someone who's going to announce their candidacy for the presidency of the United States. We'll see. A few hours later after her speech, Liz Cheney did file with the Federal Election Commission to transfer the remaining funds from her federal campaign account to a new political action committee called The Great Task. To those who aspire to seeing the return of their king, be careful what you wish for. I mean, should this nightmare unfold, Trump's going to come back, and this guy's going to be prepared this time with a vendetta. Now he has an axe to grind. And he'll start to smash everything down. Anyone who dared try to oppose his wacky methods of being a leader. No, correction, the dictator. There's a saying that sometimes one has to find out the hard way. To learn a lesson. And maybe that's what it's going to take for these deniers to wake up from Trump's trance and realize what they've done to their country and to themselves. Now, if Cheney and others cannot stop Trump, and with all the court cases happening, from what he did and will do if elected again, we need to stop saying we are a nation of laws and that no one is above the law. Now, what can we learn from this story? What's the takeaway? Well, suffice it to say, Liz Cheney lost, and she lost badly in the GOP primary, falling to her rival backed by the former president in a route that reinforced his grip on the party space. When you look at the number of Trump-endorsed primary candidates, 159 in total, I gotta tell you, the math doesn't lie, and it's very scary. 127 have won their primary headed towards the final run. Sixteen have lost, with sixteen more to come. Now what does the math tell us again? Cheney's defeat means America must fight further democracy. I mean, who would have thought we would be talking about that notion today? A little frightening. I didn't always agree with Congressman Cheney's issues in American politics. But what I do agree with her is her respect and enormous commitment to democracy, she took an oath of office to the Constitution and stood behind that oath instead of her commitment to one man's deceitful lie. Cheney is among a handful of g o p lawmakers who will publicly denounce Trump and his claims. One day we're going to look back and thank Cheney and the others for doing what was right, and that the reelections and the government perks be damned. This Cheney framed it best when she said. America cannot remain free if we abandon the truth. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website that you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts for show notes, calling out key pieces of content mentioned in the episode transcript. As always, I thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.